Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 375, and I think I'm going to call it Boundaries even when stuff could totally be useful in the future. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, (laughs) but before I do, I just want to make sure y'all know that Take Your House Back, the course that I do with Cass from Clutterbug and Dawn from The Minimal Mom is on sale. I've gotten a lot of questions about this because yes, the regular price now is really expensive um, and we are running these short sales several times a year and this is one of those times. So if you're listening to this, When it first comes out on April 20th, you have until May 3rd, I believe, to get it for $94, which is the best price, an amazing price, okay? Uh, Go to aslobcomesclean.com slash take to get it now, okay? Um, All right, I will talk more about that at the end of the podcast for those of you who are like, what is she even talking about? Okay, but let's talk about boundaries when stuff could totally be useful in the future because this is the thing, right? So I recently was on the Mel Robbins podcast. I don't know if y'all have heard of that. Maybe you're new here because of that. Hi, welcome. If you are welcome to my unique um, brand of rambling here on the podcast, but I was on there, you know, and so I see, uh, I mean, Mel Robbins has like 3 million Instagram followers. Oh my word. So anyway, so she brings up the subject of decluttering as she's, you know, talking about the podcast that we did together, which was so much fun, y'all, I just have to say. But anyway, so she's talking about that on Instagram. And, you know, a lot of people haven't listened to it yet. And they just kind of start spouting out their big decluttering things like, but what about this? But what about this? Which we actually talked about a lot in the podcast. And y'all know I talk about it here, but here we go. One of the things that people will say is, but what about the stuff that I really do need, or I really might need in the future? And that is a common thing, right? Like, and that, that was the thing that was the issue that used to make me go, but how am I going to declutter? Because all of this stuff legitimately has purpose, legitimately has a use. And yet I was so completely overwhelmed in my house that I knew I had to do something, but I was like, but that doesn't make sense. But so when you're looking at decluttering and that's the question you're asking yourself, then it's like, well, where, how do you get anywhere? Right? Like, how do I get anywhere when my question is whether or not I like it? or I could use it. And the answer is yes to everything. And yet it's all spilling out the doors of my house because there's so much stuff, right? So that that question did not work for me. But what worked for me was the container concept. You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. 
Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers. No judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. The container concept is my house, the size of my house is the size of my house. The size of a space, a container, a shelf, a drawer, a closet, the size of the space is the size of the space. And if I try to keep more in that space, then can fit usably, get toably, functionally, then there is no possible way for my house to ever be under control. Okay. I realized this when I realized that, you know, container, <clears throat> the word contain is in there. It means that it needs to serve as a limit. Like this is the limit. This is the size. This is the space that I have. And when I viewed spaces as limits, instead of just places to put things, when I viewed them as limits, then it changed everything for me. Cause I was like, okay, well, I don't have to decide, is this useful? Is this you know, could I possibly ever come up with a scenario where I might be glad that I had this? Instead, I just need to say, does it fit in this space? Does it fit and does it deserve to be one of the things that fits in this space? Okay. Because here's the thing. If I kept more than could fit in the space and therefore it was out of control, then it wasn't useful to me because I couldn't find it or because I remember, because I didn't remember I had it or because I only had a vague feeling and I didn't have the energy to not only use it, but first have to, you know, tear apart the entire house in order to find it. Okay. All right. So what made me think of this recently? Well, I was thinking about hope chests because I was listening to a podcast with one of my favorite podcasters and one of my favorite Instagrammers together. Uh, Annie F. Downs is the podcaster and Jasmine L. Holmes is the Instagrammer. Anyway, so two people, I was super excited that they were doing a podcast together. So uh, they were just kind of randomly having this conversation at the beginning. It was not what they were talking about at all. It was not something about clutter at all, but they both casually mentioned that they had had hope chests. I think they did. If, if Don't quote me on that in case one of them was saying they just knew about it. But anyway, but they were talking about hope chests. And I was like, well, that's funny. I never had a hope chest. In my mind, it's something that Laura Ingalls Wilder had, right? Like that people in Little House on the Prairie, that that time period, everybody had them. But clearly, they, and I think they were talking about both being from, you know, areas in the South or whatever, although I think Jasmine technically is from Texas originally, but that they had both had hope chests and kind of it was a cultural or whatever South thing. You know, and they were talking about stuff that they had put in them. And one of them mentioned putting Tupperware in there. And it just hit me. I was like, a hope chest is a container. Okay. So we're going to talk about what is a hope chest in case some of y'all are like, Dana, what, what, what are you talking about? Um, I'm not telling you to get a hope chest. I just want to make that clear here because I also know that the idea of a hope chest is kind of one of those things that you're like, is that, is that something I really, I'm okay with. So that the point is not hope chest. The point is that this thing that has existed for a really long time and that some people just naturally have one, it's a container and it's a container meant to hold things for an ambiguous future. Okay. So that's what we're talking about is like this idea of a designated 
purposeful, honestly celebrated and honored space to hold things that don't necessarily have a use right now, but have a use for the future. Okay, so let's talk about what is a hope chest. Well, again, not saying you need you need one, but it's a great concept to think about. Hope chests, um, in my understanding from reading Little House on the Prairie type books, it was a chest, like a I mean, I, I've known friends who had them and it was basically a, usually a cedar box in my mind kind of thing makes me think of a toy, toy box. What I had in the seventies, my toy box was hideous y'all anyway, like, sorry, mom, but it was, I mean, it was like all these in, interesting colors altogether, but it's basically a box, a wooden box, generally made out of cedar in my mind. And I know this because one of the main things I think about with a hope chest is my friend, Amber. Hi, Amber, if you're listening, who uh, hid inside of her friend's hope chest during hide and seek. And that was when she found out she was allergic to cedar because she came out of the hope chest eventually and was like completely swollen. And anyway, but so it's made out of cedar so that, you know, like fabric things are not going to get eaten by moths and stuff. Uh, And you put things in there that you might need someday when you establish a home of your own traditionally for marriage. Okay. Which I think is where the hope comes in, which is where it all feels a little bit like, uh, how do we feel about this in 2023? But you know what I mean? As someone who doesn't want my kids to feel the pressure of, oh, I'm not going to get into all that. Anyway, the, the pressure of, you know, you have to get married. You know, I, anyway, it's just different these days, right? Okay. We talk about things differently, but, but so, so we're going to talk about it in, in the realm of these are things that you're going to need when you have your own home. Okay, let's just look at it that way. And in the context that we're talking about, these are things that you can need. So you're living in your parents' home and things come across your path, whether it be grandma's quilt for a queen size bed. And right now you live in a twin bunk bed with your sister and you are like, I would love to have that in my home someday when I have a home of my own. Well, where are you going to put it? You're going to put it in your hope chest. Okay. In this defined contained space for future. Okay. For a future that hasn't happened yet, but is probably going to happen, right? You're probably at some point going to move out on your own. And so this is a space for that. Well, it's also just a natural limit, right? It's not a hope room. It's not a hope storage shed. It is a hope chest, which naturally means that only the most special things can go in there. Okay. And it's something, it's a place to collect that over the years to keep those things safe and to keep them together as they're not needing to be used in everyday life. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed. 
and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dish's step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. So I picture, you know, they, they mentioned Tupperware. They mentioned Tupperware being something that one of them at least had had in their, you know, their hope chest at some point. Like, oh, this is cool. This is something I'm totally going to want someday. Sometimes it's because it is highly sentimental. Sometimes it's because it's like, oh, this has come across my path. And oh, wow, I would love to already have this someday when I, you know, get set up. In my mind, I'm thinking doilies. I, I think of, you know, the old timey books that I would read and girls would be like, you know, knitting or crocheting lace doilies. Do y'all know what a doily is? We don't use doilies as much. Maybe I should use doilies more. I don't know. They're those little, in my mind, I think they are those little lace crocheted things, you know, that are kind of maybe either a flower pattern or a star pattern or something like that. And they are placed underneath the lamp to keep the lamp from scratching the table that it's on or you know, they're just kind of placed underneath something. So in my mind, I think of all these girls sitting around who didn't have phones or TV or anything else to do. And they're, you know, making these doilies and they're going to put them in their hope chest, you know, so that is a place to keep that because they don't necessarily need it now, but they want to have it eventually, right? Basically it's a container of possibilities, right? So those are, um, traditionally how I think of with a hope chest. Uh, But let's talk about what does that mean for you? Because you may be either not caring whatsoever about a hope chest. You may not have a hope chest. I didn't have one, whatever. But the idea that we're talking about here is letting there be boundaries for the stuff that could be useful in the future. Okay. I say this all the time. You can keep anything, but you can't keep everything, right? 
And so when you have something, you're like, well, I don't need it right now, but wow, will I be glad I had this? Very likely, I'll be very glad that I had this in the future at some point. So how do you make a decision? You say, okay, what space in my home do I have that isn't needed for the life that I'm living right now? Okay. So I'm not going to say, oh, well, I have to throw out all of my dishes and only eat fast food for the next 10 years so that I can have a place for, you know, this stuff for someday when I have a backyard and I can get a dog and I'm going to, you know, I mean, it's like that, that doesn't compute. Right. And yet that's kind of how some of us do things, right? Like we just go ahead and keep that stuff, even though there is no space for it. So it's like, what space do I have in my home? that I don't need for right now life that I can use for this stuff, for this ambiguous, possible, might be useful time in the future, right? And then I look at that space and say, this is the definition. This is the container. This is the limit to how much stuff I can keep for this ambiguous time in the future. And I'm going to let that be my limit. I'm going to let that be my container, whether it's this is the closet shelf. And so I'm going to buy or use or find tubs that will fit on that closet shelf. And I'm going to let that be the space. And then I'm only going to put my favorites in. And as I come up with more stuff that could be useful in the future, well, then I reevaluate what's in this space. And I say, okay, you know, this cast iron skillet that was my great grandma's that, uh, you know, my aunt let me bring home from her house. You know, I want this for the future. I don't have, you know, maybe I'm living in a situation right now where I don't really cook a lot or have much space in my kitchen, but boy, I am going to want this at some time in the future. Okay. Then I look in this space, this defined space, and I say, what in this space do I value less than this cast iron skillet? You know, obviously, if you can go ahead and use it, that's the ideal thing to do, right? But but let's just say for whatever, you know, this is something that just popped in my brain right now as an example. But what in here do I value less than this cast iron skillet? If I really love the cast iron skillet and I really do want to keep that, this is the space that I have for stuff that I'm going to use in the future that I don't have place for right now and I don't have a reason to keep right now. I'm going to put this in there and I'm going to say, okay, then that means that, oh, I kept four quilts. Oh, wait, it turns out one of them is actually just kind of a ratty old blanket and the other three are the ones I value the most, I can get rid of that one. And now I have room for the skillet, right? So it's that letting that space be the defined container for these things for the future. So it's a defined space. It also is a defined purpose. I really like that behind this idea of a hope chest. A hope chest being, these are things when I get out on my own, that may be not your situation at all, but it's, not just random, right? So it might be that you have every intention of some, at some point in the future, you know, I have a five-year plan and I am working on this goal to, you know, to make my job what it is so that I can travel and do adventurous stuff when I travel, 
you know, I'm specifically thinking of New Zealand. When I was in New Zealand, wow, what an adventurous country, just absolutely gorgeous. But, and this is not an advertisement for them or anything, although I would totally take that advertisement. Um, but that's my goal, you know, and so I, somebody was given me, and this is hypothetical. This is not me really saying this has happened to me, but somebody was giving me what I need to be able to, you know, repel down into caves. Cause that was something I did in New Zealand. So, you know, they're, they're giving me repelling equipment. Okay. Well, I don't really need that right now, but this is important enough to me, this defined purpose of, I am going to be an adventure traveler. That is who I am working toward being at some point in the future. And so this defined space and defined purpose, this is the tub for my adventure tourism person that I am going, that I'm working toward being. Okay. And that having it be a defined space for this defined purpose, but this defined space means that I narrow down which things are going to be worth it to me to keep, which things are actually going to be worthy of this container. And doing that, it just changes something in my brain. And it also helps me realize, oh yeah, I'm really only going to have a suitcase anyway. Oh yeah, actually there are going to be things that I will rent the equipment instead of owning it. And so it just kind of narrows down where as long as I'm just thinking ambiguously without a defined space and without a defined purpose, I'm just thinking, oh, there are some flippers, fins, whatever for scuba diving at a garage sale and a wetsuit in a size that I aspire to be. I'm going to go ahead and grab those because someday I'm going to be adventurous because that represents who I want to be. And instead saying, okay, if I want to be that person, then I'm going to give a space for that in my home. I'm going to define it, which then makes it more realistic for it to actually happen, right? Because I'm giving it, I'm saying, I am giving this value instead of just bringing stuff into my house without any concept of defined space or defined purpose. And then that's how my house gets out of control. Cause I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I'd like to do that. Ooh, I might want to do that. And I just bring things in, but giving it defined space, giving it defined purpose makes a difference. And it's very helpful to have a, you know, actual place where this would happen. I may not know when exactly it's going to happen, but I'm actually, you know, this, this is something that's coming in the future. Kind of like, you know, the hope chest idea of when I'm out on my own. Yeah, that that's going to happen. It's not just, you know, what if I ever wanted this instead? It's like, okay, this is a planned time. So therefore it deserves an actual space in my home. Do y'all see how I'm being really careful? I'm trying to be careful here because I don't, I don't want this to be about getting married, right? Which I think is where the hope word makes it feel a little bit weird. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food, 
food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. With this, the farther, further, oh my word, y'all, I Sometimes I'll think I have it and then I just don't between those two words, but whatever. But the further you go in life, that one's further, right? The further you go in life, looking back helps you identify more what you're actually going to need in the future. Okay. So what do I mean by that? Well, I mean that, yes, you've collected stuff for this defined, probably actually going to come a time where you're out on your own situation here and you've put it in a defined space, but you let yourself say, you know what? Just because I put it in that space, that's not the thing that gives it value. The thing that gives it value is what I'm going to do with it someday. And so therefore, as I live, I may start to learn, oh, actually, I I, I don't need all of those things. You know, I, I think about things like the Tupperware. <laughs> You know, I I think about what if I had put Tupperware into a hope test? Well, y'all, I think I've told y'all this, but you know, I sold Tupperware right after I graduated from college. It was so fun. I loved the parties. I love standing in front of a group and being hilarious, I thought, and, you know, demonstrating all these different organizational things because so much of Tupperware is organizational, right? I would do all that. Um, I did not love getting people to have parties. I did not like the actual selling part of it. But anyway, but I sold Tupperware. Well, y'all, I saw so much useful stuff that I could get on such a great discount and then discontinued things. And I collected, I had boxes full of Tupperware for my future home in my uh, closet at my parents' house. Well, eventually when I did finally move into my home, you know what I had? The stuff people had given me at my wedding. And I'd also lived a while in an actual situation of being, and I realized some of the stuff I didn't need. Like I just literally didn't need it. So when I finally did move that stuff, I got rid of the vast majority of it. Okay. So as you keep living, it's always a great idea to go back and evaluate these things that you thought you were going to need in the future and say, what do I know now that I didn't know when I put them in there? They are not valuable because I put them in there. They're valuable because of what they might do for me in the future. And now I know, oh, I actually prefer this style of stuff, or I prefer this function of things, which these things I now know are not going to function that way. And so I'm going to get rid of them. And this is sort of a, you know, a story there. But you know, anytime you're talking about things that you're gonna want in the future, um, and here we are talking about Tupperware. I remember when I had my first Tupperware party, and it was like the Tupperware lady was doing the party for me to kind of, you know, demonstrate and try to get all my friends there and stuff. And um, this was in 1996, I think, maybe 1997. She started talking about the, I think it's called the Pantone, which I'd never heard of it at that point, but the Pantone colors, you know, of the year and what the colors were going to be. And there was a major shift in colors. And she was like, no, no, jewel, these pretty bright, like, I remember it being blue and orange and yellow and stuff, which I love now, still, how many years later, it probably went out of style and back in style six times since then. But I remember her pulling these out. And we were all like shocked, because we hadn't like we didn't those were not the colors up until that point. And then she ended up being right. But I remember 
I think it was, hi, Amber, if you're listening, you're getting a couple of shout outs here, but I think it was your mom that was like, no, those will never be in style. (laughs) And I was like, really, they won't, but I like them. But I mean, they, they were that shocking. Like the colors change. So sometimes I put something in there thinking this is amazingly gorgeous and it's going to be useful someday, but it's okay to go back and revisit it and say, oh, time has passed and I don't like this anymore. You know, if it's repelling equipment, y'all, that's big business. Adventure tourism is big business. And so most likely if you put something in there now, yes, it might be useful, but it might be willing, it might be a good thing to go back and revisit it because you might end up finding out that there've been some new inventions on that. Y'all please don't quote me on repelling equipment because I literally did that one time in New Zealand years ago, but like 25 years ago, um, but, but I'm just saying like things change and it's okay to go back and revisit it and say, I was keeping this for the future. I did all the right things. I, you know, purged down to the limits of the space that I had truly available to devote to things in the future. And yet it's always a good idea to go back and look, you know, that's one of my big decluttering principles is look, look, always look, even if you're confident you know what's in there. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, those things are great. Those things are useful. But go back and look because it is very likely that some of those things are going to become a donation as you go through them. And you look and you realize, oh, I don't like those colors anymore. Oh, actually, they've greatly improved these tools or whatever it was that I thought I was going to, you know, for sure use. Like, for example, Tupperware, I, I prefer the glass stuff now. I mean, I really, because I store my containers with their lids on, I really do love my glass container. So where I once upon a time thought that, you know, the, which they were great. The containers I was using were great, but now I have, I've changed and I, I like different things now. And so it's like, oh, okay, I can go back through and, you know, get rid of all that, which some of this, obviously this is for the future, but like even living your normal life and you just change your preferences. And so you can go back and revisit things and say, okay, I actually don't need that for the future because I've already figured out in the right now that I don't like this as much as other things. Um, But the best solution of all for any of this, and I'm saying this as a person who never had a hope test, does not have a hope test. I'm just saying the concept of saving things for the future, the best solution is to say, how can I use it right now? How can I go ahead and implement this into my everyday life. Can I throw that quilt that my great grandma made? Can I go ahead and throw it over the ottoman? Which some of y'all are quilters and you're like, no, because people put their feet on the ottoman. So scratch that. But can I use that over the back of my recliner as a blanket that we actually use, that I actually use in my everyday life right now? you know, can I go ahead and use that cast iron skillet? Can I replace the one that I've got that is okay for this great item that also has a lot of memories attached? Okay. You know, I mean, like what can I, how can I use it right now instead of waiting for the future time? Can I say, oh, you know what? I had this big idea that I was going to travel around the world. I was going to work and then I was going to quit my job. And then I was going to do all these really cool things. And instead it's like, oh, wait, could I just go do some rock climbing or rappelling at that place three hours away and just spend like 
I don't know, a night or that place 30 minutes away and just do a Saturday or something. Can I go ahead and schedule that and do that? Because you're either going to find out, wow, I really love this. It's going to be motivating for you. Or you might find out, oh, these pieces of equipment are not as useful as I thought they were. So you can easily go ahead and get rid of them because you've done the thing and you have experienced it and you've figured out what really does work really well. Or <laughs> um, you find out, I don't enjoy rock climbing like I thought I was going to. It's not as fun as it was when blah, 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 other time in my life. Okay. So going ahead and using it now is the very, very best option in that. All right. Uh, I hope that was helpful. My advice is not to get a hope chest. My advice is to take the hope chest principle and say, yeah, because y'all so much of the stuff that I teach here is basically just explaining why the grandmas did it this way in the first place. The grandmas who didn't have houses out of control, why did they do things the way that they did them? So it, it's rare that I come up with something actually new. I don't know that I ever have come up with something actually new. I'm just explaining in a way that makes sense to those of us who keep thinking that there has to be a newer, better solution, you know, that would ultimately allow us to keep all our stuff, right? Yeah. It's never about keeping all the stuff. It's about having designated space and give it a place in your home. If it deserves to be in your home, it deserves to have an actual place to be that doesn't make your life harder to live. All right. Okay. Now I'm going to talk about the Take Your House Back course. Uh, again, this is coming out on April 20th. And uh, so through May 3rd, which is, I think it's maybe two weeks, is it? Uh, for about two weeks, you can get the Take Your House Back course for $94 instead of the lots and lots of money that it is on a regular basis. Um, I think it's like 597. I don't set the price. And so I, you know, I feel funny saying it, but, um, there are those of you who are going to be really excited to grab it at this price who've been waiting for it. So I know that, uh, I want to make sure you know about it. So go to a slob comes slash take that uh, link will also be in the show notes of this podcast and, uh, get, that. So, so what it is, is it's a course that I did with Dawn from Minimal Mom and Cass from Clutterbug. The three of us came together and, um, created a guide to help you take your house back. And it's turned into a community. We have a lot of fun together and people have, it's, it's amazing. The difference, the change in people's homes who have worked their way through the modules in the course and applied what they have learned. It is amazing. We hear from people all the time who are like, I finally took my house back. Okay. So again, that's a slob comes slash take and uh, go grab that while it's on sale. Okay. I will talk to y'all next week.